Good morning to everyone here and those listening on our church webpage or Facebook. My name's Steve Wakeland, and I'm one of the adult Sunday school teachers here at St. James United Methodist Church in Lawrence. Physically, there are only two others here today. One of them's, of course, Pastor John and our auto-visual technician, Kevin. Uh, as far as announcements are concerned for today, I, I was talking to Kevin earlier as he was putting everything together, and I want to congratulate him and on behalf of other Sunday school members. Uh, he told me yesterday that he graduated virtually from uh, the American Public University, and I just want to congratulate him on that. Uh, I, I do know he's supposed to go to have gone to D.C. for his actual graduation, but because of conditions, you have to do that in other times. We just want to congratulate you, Kevin. Uh, as far as other announcements are concerned, I hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day last week. Um, hopefully, soon we'll be physically back together. As I stated last week, Wayne and I had set up 60 chairs in various groups, uh, two, three, and four in the Family Life Center. So whenever we physically begin our meetings, it, it'll be set up hopefully this week. Uh, church council can meet and maybe plan ahead, but this morning I'm just going to focus on our Sunday school lesson and leave all our church politics to another time. I would encourage you all to try to get to vote absentee if possible, if you need to. Uh, the courthouse is open. You can go there in person, vote downstairs. They're doing all the social distancing as required. Um, as far as the paper absentees, you just call the, call the uh, elections office and they'll send you an application and send it to you. It works out great. Otherwise, uh, uh, I'm working the polls along with the other clerks and we're going to be open and ready to go on the 9th of June. So let's just all please exercise that wonderful privilege we have. As far as any other announcements, I don't have anything special. Kevin or Pastor John, you got any? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. Just, uh, just a remind. Thank you for calling sure. that out about the uh, about my graduation. It was, it was kind of sad not to be able to go. Obviously, but of course, conditions yeah. said that I can't do that. But, uh, but, uh, um, so, but. Bachelor's of Science in uh, Information Technology. Who'd have thunk it, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, and I'm also proud to say, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to float my boat here, but I'm also proud to say that I graduated summa cum laude, which means with highest honors or whatever. So I uh, worked really hard, a lot of, a lot of um, hard work. One in that, I would appreciate my wife Mary Ann for supporting me and my kids and stuff for helping me get through that. So. Um, but I appreciate that. And it was kind of weird doing the virtual graduation yesterday, but, uh, hey, it is what it is, right? But, uh, but, but for the real announcements, thank you. I just wanted to plug myself there, I guess. But uh, for the real announcements, um, just to remind everybody about the website that's up, www.stjamesumclawrence.org. It'll get you over to our website. Be sure you go over there visiting. You can get uh, all of our past videos are available there in the gallery section of the, uh, of the website. Um, so, uh, so you can go back and watch any time that you want to want to go back and watch any of these videos. And of course, it's live streaming on that site as well. So, if you don't want to go to Facebook, or if people don't have access to Facebook for whatever reason, uh, you can certainly go there and watch the videos live. Uh, so, 
encourage people to go do that, encourage you to go do that. Um, be sure to tell your friends and family about it. And just one other thing to mention, I put it up on the uh, Facebook page actually last night. Just as a reminder, we were accepted into the Apple Podcast Network. And if you don't want to know what a podcast is, we don't have time for me to explain what that is right now, but it's kind of, sort of like internet radio. But you can go and download if through your Apple devices. If you have an iPhone or an iPad or, or anything like that, you can download the audio uh, uh, whenever, whenever a new episode becomes available, whenever we post it, we post it shortly after services are over with. Uh, so it's real convenient. You get notified. And if you're not an Apple user, no big deal. You can download the free application called CastBox from the Google Play or Android app stores. Uh, and then once you get the application installed, just search for St. James United Methodist Church Lawrence. Uh, we should pop right up there. Hit the subscribe button. Be sure to do that if you're an Apple user too, uh, so you can get notified and download those episodes as they become uh, available after we post them up. That's all I got. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Kevin. As far as our prayer requests today, let's uh, continue as last week uh, to keep those people in our prayers that we'd mentioned, plus Miss Cook and her family. I do want to add, uh, Janet Kennedy texted me last night with an update on Mr. Felix. Mr. Felix, he fell the other day. And he's in the Lawrence Hospital with a broken ankle and a toe, but he's in good spirits. Uh, he'll possibly move to a rehab center on Monday. Now, which rehab center? That's up to Janet and her family. We'd have no idea, but uh, that's still possible. But uh, I'm sure Janet will keep us and Pastor John informed. So let's just keep Felix in our prayers today. Um, let us take a moment here and pray. Bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord, we continue to thank you for our wonderful church here at St. James <clears throat> and continue to ask for your protection over our members. We praise you each day of our lives that we have had the opportunity to tell others of your saving grace and what you have done in our lives in the community. We thank you for our many blessings and ask for your daily guidance to listen to the Holy Spirit as we strive to live in this world as Jesus taught us to live. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Well, today, um, I've got a chart to my right hand here, but uh, Kevin has, through this fantastic virtual reality, has uh, taken and put it on the screen that you all can see. And that's the chart that's sitting here in our class, just like it always is, and I'll point out what we're talking about in a few minutes. But today we're going to continue our Sunday school studies using our Spring 2020 Adult Bible Book, and our lesson today will be lesson number 12, which will begin on page 81. And a scripture lesson today is from Exodus 15 and 16, uh, but I'll probably try to focus mainly on Exodus 12, 15, and chapter 16. Now, two weeks ago, when we started this unit on God's grace, our lesson was about water. Remember, we had talked about how important water is to our survival. Not only the physical water God gives us, but that living water that feeds our soul. In today's lesson, I got to get my Bible. I left it over here on the table. In today's lesson, it's from uh, chapter 16, but I want to look back just a little 
as we always do, and to show us how God took some bitter water. Now, there was water in the desert, but some of the first water they came upon, the people of Israel, it was bitter as ever. Uh, And we're going to see what God did to make it sweet. Uh, So let's turn to Exodus 15, and I'm going to read uh, verses 22 to 27. And uh, if you would, just follow along in your Bible. If not, just listen to the words. (coughs) I still have a drainage, sinus drain, so I'm sorry I have to cough. Exodus 15, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Sur. They were there for three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Myra, they could not drink the waters of Myra, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Myra, which means bitter. Uh, Continue on here. And the people complained against Moses. Make a note here. We're going to read this again. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the water, the water was made sweet. There he made a statue and an ordinance for them. And he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have bought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. So they camped there by the water. Now here we see, you know, the people of Israel, they hadn't been out of Egypt very long. Matter of fact, they, they, on this journey we're reading about today, they've only been on the journey about 45 days. But here they've not been gone very long, and all of a sudden, the first three days, they had been out three days, they started complaining to Moses about something to drink. They didn't have enough water. I'm thirsty. I'm this. How many times have you been riding in the car, all of us parents and the kids said, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty. Are we there yet? Um, these people of Israel, if you think about it, how quickly they forgot about the victory. They, they just brought them out of Egypt. Here, Moses with his stick, but actually God did it. God separated the sea. So they forgot about that victory already. And now they're becoming desperate with each other. They ran out of water. I guess you could say they were still unwilling or unable to exercise faith in God. But God came through with an immediate, abundant provision of the water they needed. If you read back at number uh, 26, he also points out something very important. He said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right, give ear to his commandments. You know, um, take a look at the chart that I have over here. That's what kind of this lesson's about. We're going to see today how how God 
Her, here's the people of Israel. He hears what their cries are. He recognizes their need or needs, and God responds. Um, our scripture lesson, we can see that the Israels failed to, to believe that God would meet their needs. Uh, sometimes we, I do that in my life sometimes. Um, these people of Israel, they appeared to lack the faith that God had the power and still doesn't understand that they really were God's privileged people. But when we read, as we continue to read, we'll see that God faithfully provided for them anyway. Even though they didn't do what they're supposed to, God still provided for them. And this really shows us that God was giving these people and showing them that if they continue to listen to what he the commandments he gave them and the statutes he gave them, that their faith would continue to grow. They just had to have faith in the Lord. Now, what I want to do is we're going to move down to chapter 16, which is really the focus of our text. And we're going to also see that, again, that the people of Israel, they're complaining against Moses and Aaron. Uh, but really... They're not directly complaining to the, the Lord. Uh, they're complaining right to Moses and Aaron because they're their leaders. And now we're going to read the next test and discuss. I've decided today I'm going to, instead of reading the whole text, I'm going to read it, do my little commentary, then just continue to read on. Sometimes we read the whole lesson, but I think in this particular case, I'm going to just read, stop, and we'll talk about a couple things. So let's all turn to our scriptures, take a look at Exodus 16, and we're going to start at verse 1. Now, I'm not sure I pronounced some of these words correct, so just bear with me. Usually at this time, I'll point someone to read, but I'll read today. Uh, 16.1, Exodus. And they journeyed from Elam, and the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin which is between Elam and the Sinai. And on the 15th day of the second month, after they departed from the land of Egypt, then the whole congregation of children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Now let me stop here for a second. This wilderness of sin, in the Bible it says sin, S-I-N, is not about sin itself. That's just the name of the wilderness I guess it's, they got that name because it's, it's right near the Sinai. Um, and that's probably how it got its name, but it has nothing to do with sin. It was just a wilderness. And you notice here, too, that they'd only been gone now. First time they complained was three days out because of the water. And now they're out about 45 days, and they're complaining again. And here's what they said, and we're going to continue with verse 3. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They were just, they forgot about where they had already been. All they could think about was, well, when we were in, I guess you might interpret that. Well, we were back in slave. At least we had food to eat. Here we don't have a daggone thing to eat. 
Notice up back on the chart, first thing. We're going to see now how God hears the people of Israel. They're crying out to Moses, but really, Moses is going to point out they were really crying out to the Lord. They were really criticizing the Lord, not Moses. <clears throat> I'm going to continue on with uh, verses 4 and 5, and we'll take a look at the chart and we'll see how this is answered. Verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall, and it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Now we see here where God heard their cry. They said they were hungry. God recognized their need. They need some food. And how did God respond? God said, I'm going to send bread from heaven. I'm going to give you all you need every day, except on the sixth day, I'm going to give you twice as much. On the sixth day, you have enough for the, that day and enough for the next day, which would have been the Sabbath. So, we can see here how God heard the people, he recognized their needs, and he responded. Now, I want to continue on with 6 and 7. We're going to notice something here. In 6, six through 8, I'm going to read 6 through 8, the next. How my, I'm also reading from the New King James Version, which may be a little different from yours. 6, then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, at evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full, for the Lord hears your complaints, which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Here we see that Moses interprets their complaints as being against God. Um, notice that God didn't chastise them. God didn't criticize them. What did he do? He heard them. He recognized their need and responded. But we also see here that, especially as readers of the Scripture, and they might not have seen it at that time, but their life in the community of the Lord is different now. They're not under Pharaoh's rule anymore. Pharaoh, you know, wiped out his firstborn, wiped out a bunch, killed a bunch of his soldiers, gave them all disease. The life that they're living now is not the same life. They are in a different realm, so to speak. So the question here is, what attracted these Israelites to think back of that terrible life that they had. They didn't think about the bad stuff. They didn't think about the days they had to make uh, the bricks and all this stuff, all the working six, seven days a week, probably not much food at all. What made them so upset? Well, what made them so upset was their food security. They didn't, they didn't think they had enough food. 
Now, I want to continue on here with 9 and 10, and we're going to see how God appears to them. Not only did God give them something, and we've read this many times before, but 9, it goes on, it says, Then Moses spoke to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaint. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of children of Israel, that they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. God's presence came to them right then and there. And I'm going to continue on. On 11, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat. And in the morning you shall be filled with the bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it was that the quail came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord gives you to eat. So God did exactly what he said he's going to do. He heard, he responded to their needs, and he recognized their needs. Now, you think about this. These Israelites had moved from being a slave, and God now has moved him into the wilderness. So there is some different stress in their life. Their life is completely different, but the stress of the life in the wilderness forced them to look at God for everything. You know, when they were, as a slave, Pharaoh controlled their lives. He gave them what they wanted. Well, actually, he didn't give them what they wanted. He gave them just enough that they could survive. But they forgot about all that. We know now that they're going to have to look to God. Uh, we know that just as we read in chapter 15, that God would provide them the water. Um, now we're learning in 16 that not only would God give them the water, we learned that God would give them meat and bread. Now we know, just like us today, that water, meat, and bread were considered the staples of a satisfying diet for the desert people or the people that lived back then. They needed those basic things, water, bread, and uh, meat, bird, chicken. I guess that bird, I guess the birds taste like chicken, probably. Like my ra rabbits. Rabbit tastes just like chicken. Um, but here we're shown God's grace. And when you read the lesson and you studied the lesson, as I studied the lesson, we know that God gave them the gift of food and God gave them the gift of the water. Now, this gift, think about this. God gave them all these things. They didn't earn it. And the lesson points this out. They did not earn it. They did not work for it. God gave it to them. They didn't have to do a thing. All they had to do was follow God's commandments, as he said. If you're diligent, as he said back in 1526, 
If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I bought in Israel. I am your Lord. And maybe they didn't even deserve it when you think about it, uh, as much griping as they did, but God was gracious. He showed them grace and he showed miracles uh, by sending all these uh, birds in at night, the quail, uh, and giving the manna every day. And this sustained them until there was a time where, as they completed their journeys, we know as we read on, that they were able to, uh, God sustained them every day. He gave them what they needed for that specific day. Now, how does all this pertain to us today? Or, you know, this is Old Testament stuff. It doesn't really pertain to us today. Well, it does. Matter of fact, there's our story. Every time I read scriptures, I see how it relates to today. Sometimes not immediately, but I think about it. Uh, as, we listen, as I listen to John's Wednesday night services, I see every day how, wow, life is, you know, when Adam sinned and it talked about and I've heard it said before when Adam introduced when sin came into the world that door was open and death entered the world so did everything else along with it you know besides death there's pestilence and strife and all this other garbage that goes with it uh, but life for us today even today for us each of us as individuals a family or whatever as you take a look at your life, I'll take a look at mine. Uh, <clears throat> we think that, and we see that life can be stressful and sometimes out of control. Now, we know that we don't have any control over anything. God does. But hopefully soon, um, I was looking at my things that I do and help out with. Uh, hopefully soon, some of us that were able to have designated Bible studies and be able to go back to the jail and teach them various Bible classes. But <clears throat> while we were teaching a few months ago, and we hope we can get back soon, uh, I'm reminded that many times the men in my group, I'd talk to them and explain things and relate to them about things, but I'd try to remind them that living one day at a time is a discipline we all have to focus on especially in the situation they were in. And we think about it, even in my life today, God has only given me today. So I really have to be careful and focus. And it reminds me of the serenity prayer, which we used to say periodically in our Bible studies. And I want to repeat that prayer again for us and me today to remind us what that prayer says. And it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and that wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Now, Scripture <clears throat> continues to show us that if we depend upon God for life's necessities, that each day we have a brand new start. Uh, John's talked about it, other Bible Lessons have talked about it, how each day, uh, I try each day to, when I wake up, thank God for being awake today, Lord. I appreciate 
you know, do you give me another chance at another day? Uh, in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and I'm going to turn to part of that in Matthew 6, but in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us that God will provide. And we've read this before, but I want to read again to remind the class here <clears throat> and to remind myself. In Matthew 6, uh, 25, Jesus reminds us and says to us about, do not worry. And this is important because uh, in my Bible it's red, and every time it's red, that means Jesus. These are Jesus's words, and it says uh, Matthew six twenty five. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? Uh, that's verses 25 to 27. When we think about this, it's really kind of exciting when, when I read Scripture how the Word just jumps right at us. Um, I have no words of wisdom. I put this lesson together from the help of my lesson material. But the word, the word itself in the Bible speaks for itself. Uh, and Jesus goes on in verse 31 and completes this section by saying in 31, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall I wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. You know, our... Our lesson material, let me get the book here. Our lesson material had a section. Uh, it started on page 90, well, 96. And it talked about just enough. And it had a question at the end of this section. It said, the writer wrote in here, what do you have in your life that is indeed quote, just enough. Where do you see evidence of the grace of God in your life today? Do I have enough? Now, for the, I attended the Bible study uh, at the Y, but we haven't met for a while. But back last November, one of the topics was, do I have enough? Or we were talking about the Israelites. Do they have, did they have enough? When you think about it, what God gave them was enough. You know, if God had just brought them out of, think about this. If God had just brought them out of Egypt um, and not carried out judgment, it would have been enough. Uh, if God 
hadn't smitten the firstborn of all the favor, you know, of all the children there, and not given them all their wealth, it would have been enough. In our particular situation, as I look at my life, um, I have enough. I have more than enough. Um, and I was thinking about this as I put in a lesson together. As I look at my life today, I've got enough. I really don't need any more. And I wrote a couple of questions down to myself to share with you as my classes. How is it today? I've got two cars and a truck in my driveway. And it's just Luann and I in the house. How is it today? I've got extra things like food, toilet paper, other supplies that I can give to other people if they need it and still have some left over for Luanna. How is that? How is it today that each payday, after tithings and offerings and our bills, then our utilities and other bills and other necessities like gas for the car and the truck, food, how is it we still got money left? Well, part of this learning lesson is from my 73 years of crazy mistakes I've made. But really, it's mainly from what I've learned that God's been good to me. You know, there's lots of songs you hear about God has been good to me. God has been good to us. Uh, do I have enough? I got enough. Do I complain? I try not to, but as a human being, I complain. I probably complain more than I should. But I think about it, God has been good to me. Uh, God has given me everything I need. Those plants in my garden, I only planted them and pulled the weeds. God did the rest. As noted in our scripture lesson today in the book, Sunday school book, God has cared for us in the past. God's going to care for us today. And God will care for us in the future. Now, how does all this fit together in today's lesson? I lost my note here. Um, when you think about what Paul went through, when he was uh, a captive in Rome and while he was uh, in captivity, we know he wrote a letter to the Philippians, and I'm going to read part of that, and then we're close. You know, Paul told his guards <clears throat> who took turns guarding, you know, he had guards guarding 24 hours a day. So when you think about it, he was always telling his guards about the Lord. And you, it was noted in my Bible today that long before the whole, it wasn't long before that the whole imperial guard had heard his account what Jesus had done. So it wasn't before long, everybody knew what Jesus had done for Paul. And Paul share, shared that with them. And in, the Philipp in Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, he wrote this. For I have learned to be content with whatever circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, 
whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And then he continues on in verse 19 and says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ. Um, let us close today uh, with this word of prayer. God of abundance, give me this day my daily bread and give me faith to wait upon you for tomorrow's blessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to wish you all a good Sunday. Enjoy this beautiful, beautiful weather. Uh, we're going to get some rain this next week, which we need. But I want you all to be safe, take a break, and make sure you tune back in at 11 a.m. for the virtual service and Pastor John's word for this Sunday morning. Thank you very much, and God bless everybody.